Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in long-term sobriety. It is an inclusive show that does not represent or promote any specific programs of recovery. When my guests and I share about what keeps us sober, we are referring to exclusively our own unique experiences. Our goal is to provide inspiration for others who are struggling with addiction-related disorders and want to get sober. Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm so grateful to be your host. Thank you so much for pressing play to listen to another episode of mine. I'm so grateful that I've had this opportunity to be a podcast host, to create this podcast and to let it take flight. It's just gone in the direction that I trust it has meant to fly. And right now, um, everyone's really tired, (laughs) I found, um, including myself. Um, Call it COVID fatigue. I know that I, I have time to fill my space that I have been given every day because I don't drink. You know, drinking used to take up so much time and so much energy, project managing, what liquor sco- store I would go to today. I mean, it's the first thing I thought of every morning during my awful hangovers and feeling so shitty about myself. So being quarantined and living in a pandemic, you know, life obviously has changed dramatically for many of us, myself included. And the changes that have occurred for me and my family Uh, we've welcomed, you know, we've learned to accept life conditions and I won't lie. Sometimes it's pretty hard 
but it's manageable. I find myself thinking a lot about my husband and my sons, mostly, and being present with them, and also spending a lot of time thinking about how I can be helpful to people people who are struggling in sobriety or anyone for that matter. I've learned how to be a friend, a girlfriend to women in sobriety. Which leads me to my shout out dedication to my newest and dearest friend. I have a lot of dearest friends, so (laughs) she just joins the company of, of a lot of women that I love very much from my upbringing into um, current day. So Julie, I love you. And I'm so, so grateful God put us together. Or maybe it was the wind blowing (laughs) blew us together. (laughs) Who knows? No, no, there are no coincidences. Um, Julie, you make me laugh. I love your heart. I am so excited for what you're experiencing right now. And I just so glad that I know you and that you're my friend. So this, this episode is for you. However, the episode is about sponsorship in the program of recovery that I have utilized since May of 2012. It was the program that I thought was my only option. And and I'm grateful that I thought, I'm grateful I was naive to the fact that there are other ways that you can get sober because the way I got sober was exactly the right way. And I can say that confidently today. So today I'm going to do another reading of my blog. It's somewhat of a, I guess, a love letter to my sponsor. I already showed this to her and, and she's so amazing because she said, oh, this will be so helpful for other people. (laughs) And she thanked me, but you know, that's just the way her heart works. She, she's taught me so much out of how she lives her life. In a meeting not too long ago, the topic came up of children doing as they see, specifically our sons and daughters. And that is a statement that my sponsor taught me long ago. 
And I'm really grateful that I kept that in my mind and in my heart all these years since I asked her to be my sponsor. I've seen it pay off. And I've also seen it (laughs) work against me (laughs) because I do have a tendency to drop the F-bomb. And I hear that sometimes behind closed doors while certain games are being played or conversations are being had. But hey, that's okay. No one's going to hell for dropping the F-bomb. So I'm going to read you my latest blog entry and my most recent post on Instagram called Children Do As They See. When I asked a woman to be my AA sponsor, it was because she had something I wanted. It took me three years to muster up the courage to ask her because I saw her as so perfect. My self-esteem at the time was not strong enough to feel worthy of her sponsorship. It's true. I literally thought she was too good for me. And that I was such a sinner and I was already going to hell. So how, why would, why would God or this higher power that everyone talked about think that I was worthy of her? You know, it's just such effed up thinking, right? But it's, you know, it's the way I felt. And I know there's a lot of people who feel the same way as I did. And they feel that way now. And if you are feeling that way right now, I want you to know that you are worth the sponsor of your desire. You are worth the friendship of your longing. So three years into um, my sobriety in this program of recovery, I realized I truly needed her. So I just, I finally just asked. She immediately said yes, maybe because I was bawling <laughs> out of control. Um, but no, but her, I think she was listening to her. No, I know she was just listening to her higher power because she said yes. And I felt like I hit the lottery. Since then, she has lovingly guided me along over mountains and helped me learn how to climb out of pits of despair. She always believed in me. She still does. She never chastises me. She never punishes me. She's always telling me to write it down. You need to remember this so you can look back and see how far you've come. She's never made decisions that she knew were mine to make and always encouraged me to trust my inner voice. Think Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Quote, you always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it yourself.
I was taught to take suggestions, and this was one of many she offered me. I took her suggestion and love how I'm able to listen to my inner voice that God wants me to trust. Not what she tells me to do. I don't think she's ever told me to do anything. Because it's true. I really have to believe it myself, just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. I have to believe it in my own heart. It was the way that I surrendered to my alcoholism. Was it? It wasn't anyone putting me in an institution or jail or a rehab. It was me believing that I could not control the amount of alcohol that I put in my body and that I had no off button. One of the many things I love about my sponsor is that she taught me how to parent by showing me how she parents. Children do as they see, she says. My sons were little when I started working with my sponsor and I almost immediately asked her, how do I tell them that I'm a recovered alcohol or recovering alcoholic? How do I tell them? How do I tell them that I was a drunk, that I am a drunk, that I was a drunk, that I don't. She would listen to me ramble on and on. She was so patient. She never felt, I never got, got the sense that she was annoyed with me, even if she was, which I doubt she was, but she never, ever acted like all the words and thoughts from my heart and head that I was spewing out were an inconvenience to her. And I will always be grateful that she was so patient with me. So when I asked her, when am I going to tell them? How am I going to tell them? Sidebar here. My kids were little, little, little when I got sober. So even by the time I asked her to be my sponsor, they were still young and they're young. They were young for their ages too. She shared with me that I would know. You will know. More will be revealed. Mm, I'd sometimes feel a little impatient. But I kept thinking about how it took me three years to ask her to be my sponsor. Because from the moment I heard her speak, I knew I wanted what she had. So as if I was writing with the wrong hand, I took her suggestion and believed I would know. I would know when to talk to my kids about how I had a problem controlling my alcohol intake and that I'm now in recovery for my alcoholism. 
And the right time came. And I can't tell you how that happened. I don't, I don't even remember what prompted the conversation with my older two sons. My youngest son, he's not yet ready, but he actually does not know what the word autism mean, means. I asked him the other day, because he has autism. I said, Cameron, do you know what autism means? And when we were driving home from school, and he said, no. And that's all I needed to hear, because I'm going to have to have the autism talk with him at some point. But just as my sponsor has told me, I will know when the time is right. So back to my older two, I told them, and both had different reactions. I told them at different times, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, you know, they're, I honor and respect the way they responded. And that that's something that, you know, I will hold close to my chest because it was a sacred conversation with both of them. And it was several years ago. And today I'm so grateful that I told them when I did. I've taught them what to look for in their own behaviors if they find themselves concerned about liking something a little too much. They always know they can come to me or my husband if they are in any kind of trouble or if they know somebody who's in trouble and they know for sure that I will never, ever stop loving them if they believe that they have a problem that they can't control. I, pr I promised them, and I, I said this from the beginning, that I would never react out of fear or anger towards them, nor would I judge them. Because I'm so familiar with that feeling of fear of being judged. And I never want anyone to feel that from me because it's such an uncomfortable feeling. There's an easier, softer way to respond when a child, when my child, when my, if my sons ever come to me and say, I think I'm an alcoholic or, you know, whatever they say, they may not ever say it. I don't know. All I know is what I know today. For the past eight and a half years, my sons have lived with a mother who got sober and worked really hard and continues to work really hard in her program of recovery. Now I'm talking about myself in the third person. I'm talking about myself, by the way. <laughs> Not with the intention to be selfish, more as to use my experience as to hopefully help somebody who's listening. But that statement, children do as they see, that I was told by my sponsor many years ago, I have seen that it has come true 
So I'm going to continue to behave intentionally and authentically, knowing that my children are watching me. Or maybe listening to me. I have faltered. I have made mistakes with regards to being their mother. And I have made amends. It's such a wonderful design for living, this program that I found a sober life in. It not has not only has taught me how to be sober one day at a time, but it has also taught me a design for living as a human. Because I can't blame my character defects on my alcoholism today. If I'm lazy, it's because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm a, an alcoholic in recovery. But that's another podcast episode. However, I'm glad and relieved that I don't have to be perfect. I mean, I try very hard. You know, being a mother is at the top of my list of, in terms of relationships. My children do as they see, so I will behave as my higher power would have me be. And hopefully as a result, my children will go out into the world and show love to others free of fear and in complete authenticity. That is my hope for today. And it will be my hope for tomorrow as well. So thank you, my dear sponsor. I love you. I cherish you. And I'm so grateful that you have so lovingly and compassionately and patiently held my hand in this journey until I was ready to let go. And you've taught me how to be the kind of sponsor I want to be. This is my experience in the program of recovery that I work, which some of you may or may not know what I'm referring to. But as you know, I've shared in all my podcasts that my guests and I do not promote any form of recovery. What I promote is sobriety, and I promote hope. That there is hope on the other side of addiction. There is hope when we put down the drink, 
and start listening to the inner voice of our hearts. For me, this has served me and the people around me well. Thank you again for letting me share some thoughts of mine. Some people write books. A lot of people write books about getting sober. (laughs) And although it is a dream of mine to maybe one day write a book, for now, what I know for sure is that I get to talk with people and share experiences with people so that we can help others. You are worth sobriety. You are worth it.